Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Start of a brand new week. It is Monday, the 5th of September, 2022. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q 693 AM in Brisbane, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. It is good to be with you. Daniel Pedigrew here for the next hour before Vossi and Brandy through 1170 AM and Pat and Heels through SENQ 693am and SEN 1620am. A lot to get through. Week one of the finals, the NRL final schedule is released. We'll go through those games very, very shortly and we'll take a look back in a moment or two at the final round of the regular season. The AFL finals for some very interesting and close games in that as well. We will talk about that as well across the course of the next hour. Some EPL results overnight as well. Some interesting results. One team that started the season off not so well has definitely turned their season around over the course of the past week or so. And Nick Kyrgios not too far away from being in action at the US Open as well. So plenty to get through. The number 1300 01 1170 or you can text 0457 736 736. It's one and a half past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Does your water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ring. Okay, before we look back at round 25 of the NRL and look ahead to what will be an exciting first week of the NRL finals, what we are going to do over the next month as teams start to exit the competition to obviously a week over the next few weeks. There's been eight uh, over the last uh, 24 hours, really, that have left. We're going to do a bit of a report card, and I want to get your thoughts on these team seasons. So this week, we're going to do two uh, over the course of the next four days, um, and we're going to start with the ninth and 10th place teams, the Broncos and the Dragons. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What's your report card for the Broncos and the Dragons? Sum up the Broncos and the Dragons season. You can use one word if you like, or you can use 100. The Broncos, I think, just very quickly on them. Very, very disappointed. I, I, I don't know what other word you could use to sum up the Broncos season, but, well, disappointing. Yes, it was better than last year's season. But six weeks ago, we were talking about the Broncos as a potential top four team, finishing ninth and their last four or five weeks, in particular, those games against the Storm and the Eels. Shocking. If you're a Broncos fan, how are you feeling on this Monday morning after so much potential finishing ninth? And the Dragons, who beat them over the course of the weekend in 10th position, finishing on 26 points, um... I don't know how you'd sum up the Dragons' season. They managed to beat some of the big teams, but very inconsistent. Some very good players there. Ben Hunt, 
exceptional throughout season 2022 in the NRL. One of the best players, one of the favourites for the Dally M. But again, you'd probably expect more from a Dragon side as well. So Broncos, Dragons fans, um, and you don't have to be a supporter of those teams, but how do you sum up your season? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. In particular, if you're listening through SENQ 693 in Queensland or SEN 1620 AM, really would like to know how you're feeling as a Broncos fan after another year of missing the NRL finals after a season that promised so much. And I noticed the back page of the Courier Mail. Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, how could this happen? Uh, and the news around uh, Kevin Walters. We'll talk about that very, very soon. So Broncos, Dragons fans, how are you feeling? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And as I say, we'll go through all bottom eight clubs this week as well. Let's though look back at round 25 of the National Rugby League. Parramatta, we mentioned this on Friday, Parramatta 22 over the Melbourne Storm 14. Really strong performance by Parramatta. Well, that 65 minutes, so said on Friday morning, I think Brad Arthur would have been a bit disappointed that they let 14 points in against the Melbourne Storm at the end of the match, but for the most part, a good performance. And as I said on Friday, it was only six or seven weeks ago, a lot of people were talking about the fact that potentially Parramatta could have missed the top eight completely with the run home they had. Well, I know they lost against Souths, but other than that, you can't really fault what Parramatta have done got themselves a top four position. And you think, and we'll talk about this in a second, but you think they'd be quietly confident heading into the match on Friday night with their record against the Penrith Panthers. The Melbourne Storm is finishing in fifth position. They'll be disappointed over their last two weeks. Look, they weren't too far off against the Roosters at Amy Park a couple of Fridays ago. Um, but they were pretty off the pace last Thursday night. Parramatta 22 over the Storm 14. On Friday, Bulldogs 21 over the Manly Seagulls 20. Obviously, these teams not featuring in the finals race. But uh, decent match in the end. And look, I think uh, and there's a lot of news about Manly. We'll get to that uh, after the next break. But I think the Bulldogs will be happy with the way they'll finish their season. I know we spoke about it with Charlie on Friday morning about the fact that it did appear that the Bulldogs had that really, really good run in the middle part of the year, but they only finished with about seven wins. But I think there's a lot of upside for that Bulldog side heading into next year. Manly, on the other hand, news about Des Hasler, news about uh, fractured relationships in particular with Daly Cherry Evans. This will be interesting to see how this plays out over the next few weeks. And you'd have to say there's a question mark on where De where if Des Hasler and where Des Hasler will be at the beginning of season 2023. There were rumours about this a while ago, um, probably about two or three weeks ago, but it definitely has heated up considering Manly's awful finish to the season. Another season that could have finished in the top eight. And then uh, we know what happened about what, four or five weeks ago with those seven players. And after that, they just couldn't turn things around. Bulldogs 21 over Manly 20. Now, Roosters 26 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 16. Firstly, if you were out at Allianz Stadium either on Friday night for that game, I think it was about 41,500 there, or for the rugby on Saturday, what did you think of it? Uh, I got there on Friday, went Friday night. I got there fairly early. Um, was there for most of the NRLW match. I think I got there at about 5.30, 6 o'clock. Um, I love the venue. I think it's an amazing venue and I don't think there's a bad seat in the house if there is let me know but 
from everything. And and you and what I really liked about it is if you remember the old Sydney Football Stadium, the old Allianz Stadium, you weren't really able to walk around much. Um, but I thought it was just first class. I thought uh, everything about the night and the way the pre-match stuff was done, uh, organised by the Roosters, it was just great. And look, the game was good. It was never going to meet... Um, a lot of intensity because, as we know, these two teams are meeting each other again on Sunday. thought the Roosters were pretty good, although it did appear to me that they did switch off probably with about 25, 30 minutes to go. And look, South Sydney, I expect them to be a lot better on Sunday. Um, you got the feeling that both teams, probably in particular Souths, but I still think the Roosters as well, were probably holding back a bit, uh, looking he- ahead to this weekend's finals match, of course, major injury to come out of it for the Roosters. Joey Manu out for, well, most likely the season. They said last night uh, the best-case scenario is uh, grand final week if the Roosters are to go that far, but that's a really huge loss for the Roosters. South Sydney, they're saying Cam Murray will be fit to play. Uh, but what did you think? Yeah, if you went out there on Friday or Saturday, the new Allianz Stadium, 0457 736 736, or one 300 Now on Saturday, the Titans 27 over the Warriors 26. Before going into this game, I didn't think this game would be really that good, but it was very entertaining. But it really did sum up, to me, in particular, the Warriors season. They were in cruise control for a big part of that match before the Titans did well, and look, they did a very good job to come back and, ending, and ended up winning that game in golden point, 27 points to 26. One would hope the Warriors are going to be better when they return home next year. They have signed a couple of players that should help them. And the Titans, who have been equally as disappointing this year, finish off with a win, 27 points to 26. So let's hope for their fans' sake that both of these clubs can turn things around a bit next year. But it was an entertaining, if nothing else, game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Dragons 22, Broncos 12. No real surprise here. Broncos season, unfortunately, uh, you thought were gone uh, before the game started. They Look, they did well, the Broncos, uh, in the end, to get it back to 16 points to 12 with only about 10 or 15 minutes to go. And that would have made, at least coming into it, the game yesterday between the Raiders and the Tigers more interesting. But they just couldn't get over the line. The Dragons finished the season on a high note. And as I say, the Broncos in a world of pain at the moment. Really disappointing. Um, You know, six or seven weeks ago, you would have expected the Broncos to probably win that game against the Dragons quite easily. Uh, Cowboys 38 over the Panthers 8. Wouldn't read too much into this. Cowboys good, as you'd expect them to be. But as we know, the Panthers resting most of all basically, of their top squad. You expected a result like that, and that is what you got. But the Cowboys, I think, will be happy with that result. They're on their way, at least, and they needed to do that. The worst thing, it was really one of those games that it was really just whatever happened, unless the Cowboys did what they did, it would have been a bad look for the Cowboys. But they managed to win by 30, 38 points to eight. Then yesterday, the Sharks, 38 over the Knights, 16. The Knights gave them a run for their money a bit in the first half, but then... The Sharks took control of that, which is not overly surprising. And another team in Newcastle who will be very disappointed on how they played this year. And the game that I'd love to hear people's thoughts on, Raiders 56, Tigers 10. Where do you start with that one? Now, Raiders, congratulations to them making the top eight. But at one stage, after half an hour, it was 42-0 to the Canberra Raiders. And you thought, I was just talking to... Uh, Charlie and a couple of people in the office about the fact that 
um, and I was saying it uh, yesterday as well as the game was going on, they went into this game, if they had scored 114 plus, uh, or beaten the Tigers by 114 plus, they would have overtaken South. Now, no one thought that was a possibility. But at 42-0 after 30 minutes, you thought, well, could it happen? Uh, I don't think anyone realistically thought it would, but I think they scored three tries off kickoffs, three sets of six in a row. Um, the Tigers dug in in the second half um, to score those 10 points and to keep the Raiders just to 56, which I know uh, if you weren't watching the game sounds a pretty poor effort, and look, it was, but uh, they did a well at least to uh, make sure that it didn't get a lot worse than that because it could have. Britt Kamali said uh, after the game that, that he's glad they dug in because it could have been a very dark day for the club. They were booed off the field at halftime, the Tigers players as well. I never really, well, I never really support. I would never boo my team off the field. But look, I do understand the frustration uh, from Tigers fans, especially at Leichhardt Oval. They would have expected a lot more. And and you know, you talk about teams that had potential. You you go back to that sort of Easter part of the season where they beat Parramatta, they beat South Sydney. Yes, it was only by a field goal, but they started to get some momentum. Um, and then, unfortunately for them and their fans. It went downhill very, very quickly. Um, and, gee, Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall and co. Robbie Farah have a hard job ahead of them. Um, Tigers fans, how are you feeling this morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 I thought that was out of everything over the course of the weekend. And, look, you, you expected some one-sided games just because some teams weren't in, uh, weren't in finals control. They also had... Um, a few players rested, but I thought um, the Tigers would have put up a better effort yesterday than they did. 56 points to 10. If you're at Leichhardt Oval, let me know how you're feeling for your Tigers fan. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170, which brings us to the first week of the finals. So this is how it all lines up. So finals week one. Starts on Friday night, the first qualifying final, 7.50 p.m. out at Penrith. The Penrith Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels. Parramatta, they've beaten them twice already this year, and we'll obviously talk about it more as we get towards the end of this week. You'd give them a red-hot uh, crack at this one. I, I just think Penrith, though, at home, will definitely go in favourites, as they should. But you never know. Uh, I think Penrith... I think out of every team that Penrith could have played this weekend, they probably would be slightly more nervous about this one. And Parramatta coming in good form as well. So that's the first one, 7.50 p.m. on Friday night. Then Saturday is the second um, elimination, uh, the first, uh, so it's the first elimination final, but and that will be between the Storm and the Raiders. That will be at 5.40 p.m. That'll be at Amy Park. And that'll be an interesting game as well. Melbourne don't come in in great form when the Canberra Raiders have won a, well have been very good, especially yesterday and over the past few weeks. And the other thing is the Raiders have a pretty good record against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne. Pretty sure they beat them there earlier this year. And if you cast your mind back to 2019 in the first week of the finals, Canberra um, beat Melbourne, which turned the whole competition really upside down that year. So I wouldn't be ruling Canberra out. Melbourne will go in favourites, and that's right. But I think Canberra may be able to cause an upset. We'll wait and see. But again, I don't think Canberra will be that disappointed with the matchup. Then the second qualifying final will be out at Cronulla. The Sharks up against the Cowboys at 7.50 p.m. Saturday night. 
Good venue for Cronulla to be playing at home. They'll be happy to get that home final. The Cowboys travelling to Sydney, probably still a slight question mark on what they can do. Uh, however, I do think uh, this will be a very good game. Sharks will go in in favourites, but I think this is pretty evenly matched, these two teams. The Sharks, and I'll talk about this later in the week, my only question mark on them is the run home to the finals they've had. And then the Roosters take on South Sydney. That's the last game of the weekend, and it's the second elimination final. It'll be at Allianz at five past four on Sunday. Roosters won last week on Friday, but let's see what the, what South Sydney lineup turns up on Sunday afternoon. I think it'll be very, very different, um, and I think it'll be a very different game. I think it'll be close, and I think, look, very good chance the Roosters can win two in a row, but I think South Sydney would have learned a bit out of last week's game. And to be honest, I think probably the Roosters probably learned a bit as well. In particular, that last 25, 30 minutes, South were probably the better team. But the Roosters' defence, for the most part, it held strong. What's your pick of the game? What are you looking forward to most in the first week of the finals? I think the two games that really stand out are Penrith, Parramatta and Roosters, South Sydney. But I think they're all, on paper, going to be very, very good games. But what's your pick of the bunch? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. If you are a fan of one of these teams uh, who will not be contesting finals footy, how do you sum up your season? And if you're a Tigers fan out of Leichhardt Oval, you must be disappointed. And Broncos fans, just equally, you must be disappointed by the fact that the season promised so much and in the end delivered very, very little. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. We'll get to your text, your calls, and we'll look at some of the other news of the day. It's 17 past five. Good to be with you. 21 and a half past five. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in about 10 or so minutes to wrap up a big weekend in the US Open and a big day for Australians coming up as well. We'll get to that very shortly and also some of the other scores in and around sport over the weekend and overnight but don't forget if you're running a small to medium business as a builder renovator or tiler Beaumont Tiles wants to help you Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles together with us want to boost your business head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au 22 past 5 0457 or 1300-01117 asking uh, if you're a supporter of a team in that bottom half of uh, the competition, so not playing finals footy, how do you sum up your season? Um, we'll get to some texts in a minute. This one, though, uh, from Jason saying, looking forward to the first week of the NRL finals. Uh, looking forward to heading to Amy Park to watch the Canberra Raiders up against the Melbourne Storm. Enjoying your show. Thank you, Jason. Yes, uh, looking forward to that. That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting as well because there is AFL scheduled as well that night a bit later on. Um, so hopefully still a big crowd at Amy Park and maybe some will then walk over, uh, make the short walk over to the MCG. And this from the Oval Treeman saying, Hi, Dan, would compare the Broncos season to the, to the Titanic? Yeah, pretty apt. Uh, sailing along in relatively calm water before disaster and just watching them slowly sink. Well, I agree with that. Um, news on Kevin Walters, I'll tell you in a second. Um, and the Dragons only beat a top eight team three times during the season. So whilst close, they need to take the next step to be a contender. Yep, agree with that. Ben Hunt was very good, but they need a stronger spine. That one from the Yeovil Treeman. Yes, uh, look, Hunt was fantastic all throughout the year. 
Um, but they yeah, they just lack a couple of other things, don't they? The St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now, let's have a look at what else is making news in terms of rugby league. Um, and Manly has been in the news over the past 24 or so, or so hours. Well, Manly star Tom Dravojevic has thrown his powerful support behind and battled coach Des Hasler, calling for stability and a club that has enjoyed endless upheaval over the past decade. Now, Tom Dravojevic has also moved to silent speculation that he and brother Jake Dravojevic have fallen out with captain Daly Cherry Evans as the senior players prepare to meet with club management in the coming days. Factions inside the Seagulls are once again loggerheads over the direction of the team with the crisis meeting between Hasler and club power brokers scheduled for this Thursday. Hasler is reportedly considering quitting his job as Manly looks set to force the coach into a raft of changes heading into his final contracted season next year. Hasler has a clause in his contract that would have guaranteed him the 2024 season However, the Seagulls needed to finish inside the top six this season to trigger the deal. It's also been reported that the Travojevic brothers will consider their own futures at the club if Hasler is axed. Now, Tom Travojevic insists he has no plans to leave, but he made it abundantly clear who he was once at the helm. I'm not going to sugarcoat things because this has been a disappointing year for us. We wanted to play finals football and we've underachieved. But a lot of the stuff being said is being over-dramatised. I don't have any plans of leaving because as far as I'm concerned, Des is still the coach. Des is the best person to get us out of this hole we've got ourselves into at the moment. I want him to be the coach next year and for many years after that. And I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people in our club who feel the same. Um, he also said there's been no issues, no tension um, by, between anyone at the club. Uh, I think people assume in a football team that everyone is best mates. There are so many different personalities and characters within a football club that it's only natural for some people to be closer than others, Travojevic said, but then did also go on to say that there is no issue uh, with Daly Cherry Evans. Um, Manly fans, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Um the end to the season, very, very disappointing. We know that, and we know what happened surrounding uh, those seven players that set out that game against the Roosters about six weeks ago now. But how do you feel about Des Hasler remaining coach at the Manly Seagulls? I still think he's Manly's best choice. And I don't think I would be wanting him to leave, whether the club wanted to get rid of him or he wanted to quit, before giving him a chance at the start of next season. But it has to be said, Manly season really, really did roll off a hill. They were, again, top eight contenders up until really that game against the Roosters. If, if you cast your mind back to that week, that both those teams were not in the top eight. Um, and then the Roosters ended up going on the run where they've now won eight games in a row, um, mainly one of those games. But going into that game, if Manly had won, they would have actually overtaken the Roosters and got themselves into the top eight at that point in time. So what happens next at Manly? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And if not Des Hasler, I know they're talking about Scott Fulton as a key figure in the club, but if Des Hasler is not going to be the coach, who would you want as Manly coach? 0457 736 736 or 1300 
0-1-11-70. I just think a very, very disappointing end to the year for the Manly Seagulls. And it's going to be a very key week, I think, to find out and see what happens with coach Des Hasler. Speaking of, let's have a look at what's happening in Brisbane with the Broncos. And the Broncos have ordered a full-scale review into the team's stunning disappearance, uh, disappearing act this season. Now, Kevin Walters' coaching regime will be put under the microscope as the club probes the collapse from occupying a top-four perch just five weeks ago to missing the finals after five losses in six weeks. Now, Broncos great Gordon Tellis, a close friend of Walters, warned against sacking Kevin Walters. He said yesterday if they move uh, Kevy on, the club will turn into the West Tigers. It's as simple as that. No team in NRL history has been in the top four as late in the season and missed the finals. The Broncos chief executive, Dave Donahue, said while the club has improved significantly on last season's effort, the fade-out had left the club short of where it wanted to be. He said everyone at the Broncos is disappointed with how the last couple of weeks have played out, especially at home. We will have a cold, hard look at the good, bad and the ugly from the season as a collective and work through the best ways to ensure the program keeps growing. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens up there in um, Brisbane with the Broncos. And amazingly, Kevin Walters may well be under pressure. He continued to say, we aren't going to shy away from the disappointment we've felt the last few weeks. We have some well-credentialed, highly capable leaders in the program and would like to see them take the program to the next level. We've been happy with the club's progress over the past 18 months, but we're not where we want to be consistently just yet. We will identify areas to improve in the steps we have to do. Uh, we have to take to do so. We will undertake the same review process we did last year. So Broncos fans, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Kevin Walters, look, I think he will be there at the start of next year, but gee, there's a lot of pressure on the Broncos now to start next year off on a very good note after the way they've ended season 2022. As I said, no team has been that high up the ladder with that short amount of time in the season to go and finished outside of the top eight. And as I mentioned earlier on, especially those losses to the Storm and the Broncos, just extremely, extremely disappointing. Um, and you just you just don't know. And it'll be interesting to see what this review will undertake. Broncos fans, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. How are you feeling this morning? You'd have to say, you look at that bottom part of the ladder and you obviously every team who didn't make it is going to be very disappointed with how, how it went. But you look at the Broncos, Manly, um, in particular, they'd be very disappointed how their season turned out, the back end of their season. And Tigers fans, well, if you're at Leichhardt Oval, I don't know how you're feeling after a year of pain after and then ending it that way yesterday against the Canberra Raiders. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Also asking you this morning, what's your pick of the finals games? I know we're still a few days away, but it'll be Friday before we know it. What's the one game, I imagine everyone will be watching all of them, but what's the one game you're really excited for? And if you did go to the new Allianz Stadium over the course of the weekend, whether it be for the Roosters Souths game on Friday or the Wallabies South Africa game on Saturday, and I can tell you I was in and around uh, the central Moore Park area on Saturday, very, very busy.
Very busy indeed uh, heading into that game. What did you think of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 After the break, we'll catch up with Chris Perkins. Big weekend at the US Open on a number of fronts. Big morning ahead for the Australians as well. And we'll update you on some of the other sport, including... Uh, Exciting weekend in the AFL. The first week of the finals done and dusted there. EPL scores overnight as well. Plenty more to come. On the other side of this, it's 28 to 6. Yes, it is. It's 24 minutes to 6 a.m. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Get in touch this morning. Uh, should also make mention as well, just before we chat to Chris Perkins, all things US Open ahead of a very, very big morning. Should make mention that if you are, a, in terms of tickets for the NRL finals coming up uh, this weekend, for the first weekend of the NRL finals, I uh, should make mention if you're a ticketed member, uh, tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. You, most of you, well, you should have all received emails by now, but if you're a ticketed member, uh, you, tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, Non-ticketed members at 1 p.m. and the general public at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. So if you're a member of uh, either uh, any of the teams playing this weekend, tickets will go on sale 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, and if you're a member of the general public, you're not a member of a club, uh, they'll go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Uh, so hopefully all the tickets. It's always a stress trying to buy tickets to uh, big events, um, and you'd expect the majority of these games to be sold out or close to sold out. Um, so yeah, hopefully it all goes smoothly this morning and tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, tickets this morning for ticketed members and tomorrow morning for the general public. All right, let's update you on the U.S. Open. We do it for Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two-for-one offer. Chris Perkins is on the line after another big weekend at the US Open. Chris, uh, you're, we're talking to you from another exotic location where you are, but uh, as, as and you can explain where you are as you say hello to me. But uh, before we look ahead to a seriously busy morning, an exciting morning here for Australia, it's hard to not make mention of Serena Williams beaten uh, by Australian Alia Tomlanovic on Saturday, our time uh, an emotional, emotional ending to uh, such a great career in tennis. Morning to you, Chris. Yeah, good morning. Uh, actually, uh, make mention of it. I am, I am taking my talents to South Beach right now on this Sunday afternoon here in the U.S. I am, I am doing a LeBron James and going to Miami. Oh, very nice. But to get there, to get there, we were having phone issues before uh, during the break. And I told you there's every chance there's an alligator chewing on a phone line somewhere because I'm driving right through the, through the heart of the Everglades. Well, between Orlando and Miami. So, well, it sounds hopefully, uh, hopefully the alligator stops chewing on the phone line. Yeah, it, look, it sounds like a lovely drive, Chris. Um, and I wish I was with you, but I don't want to be anywhere near any alligators. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that one in your. I'm with you on that one. I'll leave that one in your capable hands. Um, yeah, what has the reaction been to Serena Williams losing the other day, and more than likely the end of her career? Well, I don't know. It depends on if you read Phil Mushnick's column in the New York Post, uh, uh, and it was actually posted onto uh, uh, Australian News on the news.com.au. That's originally where I saw it. Mm. Uh, and he didn't like it very much, but a lot of people did. Most everybody did. It was a very emotional uh, send-off Friday night, and it was another fantastic match. Mm. Um, great atmosphere inside Arthur Ashe. Sellout crowd once again for for Serena. What 
ultimately ended up being her final match of the tournament, and she did not close the door completely. We got that on-court comment from her uh, being asked if this was it. She, she threw those little three words out there, you never know. So maybe it wasn't her last match of her career. But uh, the match itself, I think she will rue a lot of missed opportunities. Mm. Because she had the uh, – first of all, the match lasted nearly three hours. Mm. It, it was a slog. Three sets. Um, and her opportunities were numerous. First set, 5-3 up, serving for the first set. Couldn't close out the deal. Tomjanovic uh, closed up. Uh, won the last four games of the, of the first set. And then Serena up four loved up two breaks in the second. Should have been able to close that set out about 6-2, save a lot of energy for a third set. Mm. Instead, Tomjanovic comes back and drives it all the way to a tiebreaker. And, and even though Serena won that tiebreaker and broke Tomjanovic in the first game of the third set, when, when Tomjanovic broke Serena right back, at that point, you could see she was out of gas. I, she was laboring from that point on, and, and Tomjanovic just just took off, found that extra gear that, that Serena didn't have on Friday night and just blew her away in the last six games of that third set to close out the match pretty comfortably. You may mention um, a minute or so ago in that answer about Serena Williams saying, you never you never know, you never say never. I would imagine, uh, I, for anyone that has played competitive sport, but in particular someone that's been at the top of their game for so long, 20-plus years, it would be very, very hard, and, and look, we know that she's finding it hard to walk away from the sport, but it'd be very, very hard for the majority of people to completely close the door on what has been such a big part of their life. Yeah, and ask a lot of athletes about that. Ask a lot of elite athletes about how difficult it is to walk away. Heck, resident of this, the state I'm in right now, Florida, Tom Brady, mm. ask him how difficult it is to walk away from the NFL. Uh, a prior yes. great quarterback in the NFL, Brett Favre, he retired. And that was an annual thing until he finally decided to hang it up where, oh, I'm probably going to retire. No, I'm going to come back and wound up playing for two different teams after Green Bay thought he was going to be gone. So it's a very difficult thing for, for elite-level athletes to finally close the door. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is. They want that perfect, that perfect go-out uh, moment mm. instead of just kind of slinking away into the shadows. Uh, you know, not, not that perfect Hollywood scripted ending that that everybody wants to see uh, because because I know those are very rare to happen. So, yeah, not I, yeah. You and know, you... I, I get why she's not completely closing the door because we saw these three matches. Mm. She's still got the skills. She's still got a lot of skills. She may not be at her peak, but she's still a pretty good tennis player. And you're right, Chris, as well in the fact that you very rarely see players, whether it be individual sports or team sports, go out 
on top. You don't often get the fairy tale ending. You do sometimes, and that's great to see. But sometimes when, if you want to go out on top, you have to retire before you really need to retire or want to retire. So it, it's a very, very busy and hard juggling act. Now, speaking of Tom Lanovich, she's in action around about 8.20 a.m. this morning, Australian time against Samson over. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, she can back up her performance against Serena Williams in the round of 16. Do you give her a shot on that match? Uh, certainly. I mean, she, she played great on Friday night. Mm. I, being able to come back the way she did, uh, she controlled or came back in the first set, fought like hell in the second set, and then wound up closing the, closing the deal in the third. She's a great tennis player. Yeah, she's got every chance to advance on. Uh, actually, I, I just looked. The time listed here, according to the schedule I've got, it's going to go at 9.05 Sydney time. 9.05, okay, all this right. This morning, which basic, regardless, it looks like Australia, you may need to be, be working with multiple screens today. Yes, maybe. If you're one to watch, you're going to want to watch Tomjanovich, but at the same time over on Arthur Ashe, uh, Kyrgios is going to be playing. Yeah, maybe a work My from home. The tournament. Yeah, your tip. Maybe a work from home uh, day maybe today might be a good eye. Uh, dear, yeah, let's talk about Kyrgios up against Medvedev. Of course, Medvedev, the number <laughs> one ranked seed. These guys do not like each other. We know that. There's an article earlier on this morning about Kyrgios basically saying, I don't think we're friends. He is your tip for the tournament. Uh, it would be a big scalp if he can get him a uh, little later on this morning. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, yeah, he's got a shot, uh, mm. a puncher's chance. Mm. Okay, he's a good, he's he's a fantastic player. Yeah, Medvedev's the number one seed, but I'm going to go back to the words of the great American philosopher and 16-time former world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. Nick Kyrgios today in New York has a chance to beat the man the number one player in the world, the number one seed in the United States Open, uh, and a a chance to make his mark in what's been a really good year for Nick Kyrgios. He he takes down Medvedev tonight. This tournament's wide open on the men's side, Mm. and Kyrgios has every shot of being the guy who is standing at the end of it a week from today, uh, holding the big trophy. So do I think he... Do I think he's got a great chance? No. Medvedev mm. is a strong, strong player, and he's been blowing through the first three rounds, all right? Really hasn't been challenged mm. in these first three rounds, to be honest. So um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there, there's college football on tonight. You know what I'm going to be watching? I'm going to be watching tennis because I do want to see this Kyrgios Medvedev match. Yeah, and look, it, I think that first set is going to be all important uh, for Kyrgios as well. And I think as well, at some stage Medvedev is going to get on top of him um, and he just has to control his emotions. We know, Nick, it's great. He's entertaining to watch uh, no matter if he's winning or losing, but we know what uh, he, absolutely. We know what he did well in Wimbledon was he managed to control those emotions to a certain extent. He can't let uh, the emotions get on top of him because a player like Medvedev will just uh, well will easily beat him if, if if he starts to lose focus. So there's a lot of uh, yeah. different parts of this match a little later on this morning, Sydney time. Um, I'm hopeful for you though, Chris, because. You did have Nick Kyrgios as the winner of your U.S. Open. And uh, if he does beat Medvedev, we're going to talk to you tomorrow. He'll be a very happy man, I think. 
Well, I, I would have been happier if I would have actually put money down on it. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't say. That's why I didn't I, say. I, 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 I either A, I, I don't think I was actually in a state where I could legally put a bet down regardless. Mm. So it, it didn't matter. But, you know, I, yeah, if, if Kyrgios wins and I had money riding on him to win this tournament, yeah, I'd be a happy camper because I'd be looking at the rest of the, the, rest of the draw and be going, Ooh, do I hit that cash out button or do, uh, do I let it ride? Of course, gamble responsibly. Chris, great stuff. We will chat Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. We will chat to you tomorrow about the US Open. Plus, it's a Tuesday tomorrow, so we'll have a chat about all the other US sport, the NFL season not too far away later this week, kicking off. So lots to talk about. Looking forward to that. We'll chat again tomorrow. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. You too. Enjoy your drive there from, where was it, Orlando to Miami. Enjoy that. Uh, Chris, drive safely. Chat again tomorrow. That's a U.S. Open update. That's thanks to Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two-for-one offer. Uh, AFL over the course of the weekend. Back on Thursday morning, Brisbane Lions 106 over Richmond 104. What an ending to that match. What a way to kick off an AFL fin- the AFL final series as well. The Swans, very good. On Friday night against the Melbourne Demons at the MCG, 22-point winners earned a week off. Sydney Swans, 91 over the Melbourne Demons, 69. Swans fans, are you getting a little bit excited about what this year could bring into the preliminary final in a fortnight's time? Geelong, Collingwood. Geelong, 78. Collingwood, 72. I caught the tail end of this match. It was to and fro. Collingwood were in front for large portions of it before Geelong got a goal late. And ended up winning that game 78 points to 72. So Geelong through to the preliminary final as well. And then the last game on Saturday night, Fremantle 73 defeated the Western Bulldogs 60. So uh, the second week of the AFL finals looks like this. The Melbourne Demons will host the Brisbane Lions on Friday night at the MCG at 7.50pm. And on Saturday, Collingwood will host Fremantle also at the MCG, that one at 7.25pm. That's the second week of the AFL Finals. Uh, update you on the EPL scores in just a second. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. It's coming up to 10 to 6. Yes, it's 6 to 6. Uh, breakfast Fossey Brandy through SCN 1170 AM. Sydney not too far away. Patton Hills through SCNQ 693 AM and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast up after the 6 o'clock news. EPL over the weekend. We'll talk more about it with John Tomorrow morning, uh, Everton-Liverpool, nil-all draw. Both teams had a lot of chances in that match. Off the woodwork about five or six times. Tottenham, two, defeated Fulham, one. Bournemouth, three, over Nottingham Forest, two. Chelsea, two, defeated West Ham, one. Two late goals there for Chelsea. Brentford, five, over Leeds United, two. It's a pretty big result. Uh, Wolves, one, over Southampton, nil. Newcastle and Crystal Palace had a nil-all draw. Aston Villa and Man City had a one-all draw. Um, and overnight, Brighton 5 over Leicester City 2. It's a pretty big result for Brighton. And another huge result for Manchester United at home, 3-1 over Arsenal. So Man United, who are under a lot of pressure at the beginning of the season. Now that's, I think, four wins on the, in a row um, and in very, very good form. Arsenal, who were uh, very, playing very well at the start of the season, I don't think had lost a game coming into that match, uh, losing 3-1 to Manchester United. John Gallo to wrap that all up for you tomorrow. The Chookman on the text says, Hi, Dan. Cracker Stadium, new, the new Allianz Stadium. Love the food and beverage options. Bring on round two versus Souths this week. Yeah, elimination final Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company this morning. Vossie Brandy through SCN 1170 AM.
a.m. Sydney coming up. Paddington Hills through 16.20 a.m. Gold Coast and SCNQ 6.93 a.m. And I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.